support for the Hitman podcast is sponsored by Sprite. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry is back. And just like an and one or extra point, it's back with a brand new friend. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry Zero Sugar. Cool, crisp taste of the Sprite you love. Refreshed with tart cranberry and warm spice blend for that perfect holiday filling. So do the Sprite thing. Get the MVP of the holiday season. Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry. Copyright 2021 to Coca-Cola Company. On today's episode of the Hit Me and Podcast, I got my partners MG from the Defining Victories Pod and Terry Rosen from the Terry Rosen Podcast pulling up on me this week for episode 58. We get off into the NBA and we're talking LeBron and the Lakers, Ben Simmons, the Bucks signing the boogeyman, and why we're not talking about Devin Booker as a potential MVP candidate. In the NFL bands, we talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks defeating the Indianapolis Colts and why the L.A. Rams are pretenders on our way to the Super Bowl. Quick hits, we get off into this big-time cash flow that's going around for these college football coaches, Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly changing scenery. And Terry gives us some dope perspective on the fight game when we're talking about Tiafimo Lopez and Sean Porter and Terrence Crawford. Don't forget the sneaker rundown, the game show, and shout-outs. You already know the MVP is in full effect. The Hit Me and Podcast starts right now. problem with y'all podcast y'all trying to be lit but y'all taking advice from that motherfucker that's teaching them weak ass self-defense classes that ain't how you do it that's not how you pie baby you got to come around this side you feel me whenever you hit an mvp chant you already know what's the deal it's the most valuable podcast in the world the hitman podcast i got some true player partners in here with me this week i got my d-town boy mg i got my big dog terry rosen from the terry rosen podcast pulling up what's the word brothers how y'all feeling man all good, all good. Good, man. And in my defense, we do not claim uh <laughs> we do not claim the self-defense expert. Detroit Dust. Yeah, I was just about to I was just about to put man. you out there, but I'm glad you caught so, the save, bro. Yeah, we don't claim black Stephen Fagar. Man, that nigga's going fucking galactic on the socials, bro. Every time I look yeah. at some shit, every time somebody falling off, losing money, this and that and the third, it's all because of him. They say this is because I took advice <laughs> from this nigga here. <laughs> He got to be trolling, though, bro. He can't be serious with that. Thing. I hope not. I hope not. He need to holler at your mans. You said you pulled up on him. Um, what you say his name was? He said he got the most expensive uh, security company on the planet right now. A couple uh, weeks John, ago. John Griffin. John Griffin. He need to pull up on sure. John Griffin, man. He need to teach a class right. or something because that shit he got going on is some bullshit, bro. <laughs> I appreciate y'all tapping in with me, man, rolling with me this week. How was y'all Thanksgiving? Everything smooth? Everything was good, bro. 
Yeah, so, man. Yeah. Ate good. Black Friday shopping. You know, can't complain. I got a question for y'all. What's, what's the all-time bullet gun to your head? What's what's the one size you gotta have? If you can't have no other side with your shit, is it mac and cheese? Is it greens? Is it yams? Which one is it? What you gotta have to go with your stuff? If it's on Thanksgiving, I'm going with dressing, bro. Eee, my guy. That's what I'm talking about. You you don't eat dressing no other time of the year. Like you can eat mac and cheese any any day. Dressing, you only eat that on Thanksgiving. Word. MG, what you got? Um, I'm a mac and cheese guy. Oh, you you old school, huh? Yeah, it's my it's my favorite, it's my favorite like soul food side. So I got to have it all to, at all holidays. I, I appreciate it, bro. I, I definitely understand that. I'm with Terry though. I got you only time only time you eat dressing cranberry sauce is on is on uh Thanksgiving. So that's the shit that puts you to sleep for real, for real. That's what I be needing. That's true. Life. Mac and cheese, I can have it with anything. So um we pre- I appreciate it again y'all tapping in with me. Wanna make sure y'all know that we everywhere that podcast live. So rate, review, and subscribe. We on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Anchor, all of that. Catch us out of the YouTube. Um, Wanna let y'all know that we sponsored by Sprite. Sprite, one of Spice Cranberry. Make sure y'all go pick it up. It's in the stores right now. We still got the PS5 giveaway going on. Make sure y'all hit up the Instagram, at Hitman Podcast. The rules and regulations is on the page. Go on there. I've been hearing a lot of the female followers, the female listeners. They're like, oh, well, my guy got one. Oh, my son got one already. Flip that motherfucker. If you win it, you know what I'm saying? Do something with it. It ain't like I can use it. I already got my own. You know what I'm saying? In a anyway. Like the 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 point is to to show love, to give thanks. So pull up. If you win it, it's fortunate for you. You know what I'm saying? Flip it. If you win it and ain't got one, nigga, now you got one. You know what I'm saying? Get down as fast as you can. Make sure y'all hit us up. It's at Hitman Podcast, at Labeled and On, on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, before we get off into the show, man, Terry, MG, I want y'all to. Let the people know where they can find y'all. I done been on Terry's show a couple of times, been on MG's show a couple of times. They both lit. They both lit. But I want y'all, I want them to hear straight from the horse's mouth. So y'all let them know where y'all can find where they can find y'all at. Um, I'm at Terry Rosen on everything. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok is at Terry Rosen, T-E-R-R-Y-R-O-S-E-L-A-N-D. Um at TerryRosen.com as well. Yeah, and then I'm just on a uh, Twitter right now at Virtuoso Sports, um, and then I'm also on Blitz Sports Network. That's where my podcast is hosted. Yeah. If you guys are trying to tap in with me over there, facts, facts. Let's get off into the show, man. Y'all know how we do it each and every time we get off the roof off the band. We're gonna start with the NBA from yesterday, man. Um, news out of LA: LeBron caught COVID, wasn't able to play last night. They still ended up eking out the win, but. It's one of them things where it's hard for me to not look at it like he ducking the regular season. He went from fucking chilling, then he got injured, then he caught the tech with Isaiah Stewart. Now he got COVID, and the league kind of just protecting it, like protecting him the whole time. And I don't really know what to make of it. What y'all think? Bro, I I wasn't going to say that out loud ever, but I, I feel the same way it seemed like LeBron – and I, I love LeBron, bro, but it just seemed like if he don't feel like they're really a contender or a damn near shoe in, that he don't want to be a part of what's He'd going. be over it, right? Yeah, it, it feel like that, bro. Yeah, but every, every year is winner bust for LeBron, though, which is unfair. <laughs> every year, though, bro. Well, I mean, the minute he, the, yeah, the minute he starts to feel like he ain't winning, he done. He don't care no more. And uh, it's too early for that shit the, right now, though. Them boys at the top of the conference right now look like juggernauts. 
But it's too early to be feeling like that. You know, it's, it's not even a fourth of the way through the season. We ain't even in Christmas yet. I, and, and again, like, obviously, like, all jokes aside, COVID is a serious issue. I hope everything work out. I hope everything's smooth. But it's hard to not think that way. It's hard to not feel that way about the kid. You know what I'm saying? Because every time yeah. some shit don't go his way, it's like, all right, a new influx of players coming in. Oh, he's chilling. In the past three years, that's kind of been, like, the trend. He had the groin injury. He was out last year taking some time because of the, because of the ribs. Now it's this shit. It's like, uh... Bro, you yeah, forced your way over to the Lakers, and now, like... It's looking funny in the light. Your shit looking cloudy and chipped up. You feel me? You supposed to came here and got a couple of them things, and it's hard to, it's hard to get away from that when you got Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis. It's too many yeah. names for y'all motherfuckers to not be pulling this shit together. I think it's yeah. the, uh, I think the age is catching up too, though. Like, cause outside of the ankle injury where Solomon Hill rolled up on him, which I mean that would have broke anybody else's ankle. Uh, a lot of this stuff has been somewhat non-contact injuries yeah and i think it's a sign his body's just breaking down and i that lakers team and and this goes for any team if that lakers team don't find a way to get back into the like top three seeds their chances of winning the title are slim to none you think vogel gonna be up out of there nah i think he'll get one more year i mean they just won a title and last year they were dealing with injuries so i i think they'll give them one more year yeah. You, Terry, you're not no Lakers fan, though, is you? Um, I mean, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with Brian, though. I, I I fuck with Brian, man, but I'm not really a Lakers fan. Grew up kind of. I was I was an AI guy, you know what Word, I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. when I when they did them, how they did them, it was like I just hated them. It was like the Lakers was like the Patriots for me. It was just like I hated them. You know what I'm saying? You. I feel you. Speaking of clutch, even though we wasn't speaking of clutch, another athlete that's sitting out chilling, Ben Simmons. He was in the news earlier this week. The soccer's still Dude. continuing. He going bankrupt chilling on these niggas, acting like he don't want to answer their call, but it's starting to affect the bottom line a little bit more than what he thought it would. A trade don't really seem imminent at this point. What's my question to y'all is, how do y'all see this ending? Do y'all see him going back to Philly? Do y'all see a, a team kind of like biting the bullet and taking them? If so, which one? Because I, I don't really know what, what to what to do anymore. I don't really know what, like, a solution for him anymore. In the beginning, I thought it was going to be a Dame Lillard situation, maybe a John Wall situation in Houston where he gets his own team, kind of rebuild a new coach. But now it's like, bro, you running out of options. John Wall would be nice. People was talking about Jalen Brown. I think that would have been cool. Um, LeBron might try to get him. Shit, they need some help. They <laughs> <laughs> end up on the Lakers. I mean, nobody <laughs> taking Russ, but I know Philly ain't taking Russ. You know? Yeah, I think eventually. I think Maury's going to end up caving eventually because his asking price is just way too high for somebody that has that type of contract and can't score. And they can't fucking shoot. Exactly. It's just, he's going to have to either finesse a team and sell a dream. He's going to have to sell a dream to somebody of what Ben Simmons could be, quote unquote, versus what he actually is and what we all know he is. Right. So his best bet is to get a third and fourth team involved to try to get more pieces you know out of that type of trade but just a a one two team deal i they gonna end up getting less value on the dollar you know what an all-star game is this year i don't lost track is it cleveland is it cleveland it's supposed to be cleveland then salt lake right is it is it cleveland yeah because last year was a indiana right cleveland Cleveland, salt lake i think miami is after that maybe maybe um Reason I brought it up is because that's usually around the trade deadline. Do you think something happens yeah. before? Do you think something happens before then, before the All Star break, where Ben Simmons gets gets a chance to move around? To be honest, 
the the Portland situation don't seem that crazy now because Dane Lillard playing like shit this season. He's not he's not playing the best. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And so yeah, it's hard to say like his value getting driven down because he getting all the commercials in the world because of what he's been doing these past two three years. Like Dame Lillard is lit, but nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, I want Dame over Ben Simmons like all day every day. The nigga can't shoot. Like, he can't shoot. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That's like yep. That's like half your paycheck, uh, three quarters of your paycheck. And that's what's going to ultimately take you through a long career. Anybody that can shoot, they in the league 15, 16, 17 years. All that other shit, your athleticism, the, all of that stuff fades. If you can shoot, you're going to always be able to shoot. And here we go the real problem, because everybody throws out Ben Simmons deals, including the uh, national media. And now you got to We all think about it in the sense of what should Philly try to get back in return. But if you got to look at it from the sense of the other teams, like if you're Portland, is there any chance you give up Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons? No chance. Yeah, you need a whole. You need everything you can get back. Like you basically yeah. fleece the like, team. Yeah, you're gonna have to give me Ty Maxey. You're gonna have to get like literally everything. Seth Curry. You're gonna have to give me everything. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Yeah. And I don't hey, think Daryl Morey's willing to do that because he's still trying to contend this year. My my question is why why do they use being the way that they use him? Why not use him like Giannis since he can't shoot? Like you know what I'm saying? Like Giannis is he, better at shooting, but I mean Ben can drive. Ben can you know what I'm saying? Like he, he can do other things. It's just like I feel like they could use him better. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, big part of that is Ben doesn't have that same competitiveness and just work ethic and go get it kind of mentality that Giannis has. Like Giannis. Like Giannis is like the definition of he does he never gives up on a play. But that's the definition of Giannis at this point. So Ben Simmons, he he doesn't really play in that way, which if he did, he could easily get to the free throw line a bunch during the game. He can get a bunch of layups, dunks. He just don't have that I'm getting to the basket and you can't do anything about it mentality that Giannis has. This ain't tough enough. The other thing is I think you brought this up on your show, Jeezy. Um Ben Simmons has never really been quote unquote coached. He's kind of been able to do his own thing whenever, wherever he went, whenever he went somewhere. Brett Brown had knew him since he was a shorty. You know what I'm saying? So he mm-hmm. never he it was more of like a like a I don't want to say like a friend relationship, like a friend coach relationship. He just was too close to him in order to come off like hard disciplinarian in terms of teaching him how to change his game. And Doc Rivers ain't never had a player like him before. Most of the time when Doc Rivers has had players, they've been more complete players than that. So it's hard to teach somebody to do something when you've never been in a position where you've had to teach somebody to do that shit, you know? And then, like, for for what it's worth, bro, we still can't forget how they threw him under the bus after the playoffs. Like, them interviews, oh, you yeah. can't you Like, That's... those live on YouTube. Those live in the, in the atmosphere. You can never get away from that. Whenever he goes to a Philly game, and I heard this on the show, they was like, if he does even decide to come back to Philly, it probably would be best to come back on a long road trip so he can get some games underneath him where he's not having to face that Philly crowd. So by the time he comes back to play at home, they might be a little bit softer on their stands. But if he goes back, whatever first night back, <laughs> he getting booed out of the fucking building. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And they keep saying like a, a big a big part of this situation is a ser- and a serious subject that needs to be talked about is his mental health is starting to suffer from it. Do you think that that's the, the most viable solution to put somebody that's kind of in a, in a unstable situation put him in that type of environment you think that's gonna be best for him not even just for a basketball perspective but just how you know he's not gonna go home and do something to himself after that like why why the fuck would y'all do that on the same token a lot of this shit is self-inflicted and you're making a lot of motherfucking money bro if i was making 40 million dollars i would have to 
Nigga, what? Somebody Fight would have to bullet, somebody bro. would have to keep me from they would have to bar my doors down for me to not have to go back and try to get that money. I'm going to get every single yeah, dollar. They could pay me a million to sit at the end of the bench and just come up with a handshake and hand dude their yeah. gator their gatorade bottle let me ask you about and, and it's like bro you actually folded though it's not like you just tried your best and had a bad game like you folded bro <laughs> like, let, let me ask y'all both a question let me ask y'all both a question yep how much money would it cost for you how much money would somebody have to pay you to sell out i guess like give up on your dream like if somebody told me right now like i'm gonna pay you x amount of dollars to quit your podcast Terry, somebody like, yeah, I'm going to pay you this much money to 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 quit your show or to quit your job or whatever it is that you love. Like, what's what's the what's the number? What's because everybody got a number. What's what do you think the number is going to be? Is it is a couple M's, 10 M's, 50 M's, a bill? Like, what would it cost for you to walk away from something that you know what I'm saying you done built up from the ground up? It depends on what it's worth on the day they ask me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a good answer. Today, yeah, 50 M's sounds great. <laughs> You feel me? Dave Chappelle walked away from 50. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I bring that up. We all thought he was crazy at and the time, too. we thought he too. was crazy as hell. <laughs> we thought, I'm, I'm thinking about that in, pers in the perspective as it pertains to Ben Simmons. Like, how much money do we got to pay you to bring your ass back and to deal with these bulls, deal with this criticism in order for you to get better? Like, what would it take? How much money is it going to take to get your ass in the gym and learn how to shoot? Yeah. And I think a big part of all of it, I think him and Rich Paul, they overplayed their and and they they've tried every trick in the book at this point and i i don't want to take shots at the mental illness thing because he could legitimately be going through something but yeah, it felt 1, like they but it felt like okay well i'm not showing up okay so we're, we're not going to pay you for not showing up okay i am going to show up but then i'm just going to be a, a pain to deal with okay right, we'll right. send you home the cell phone um, in the pocket while he's practicing all that type of shit Good yeah it felt <laughs> it, it, it almost feels like they oh and then the whole thing oh he said his back was a little tight so they sent him to get checked out and oh your back is fine like it, it just feels like that was like the one thing they had left in the back pocket to say right. y'all can't really question if this is legitimate or not because it's, it's mental health right so, i know what a stall out look like when it when it when it see i done installed that on a few motherfucking business deals podcast episodes whatever i know what a stall out look like and feel like when they come around bro yeah and i also think we got to take into account ownership because ownership is definitely in favor of what daryl Morey is doing right now because they're tired of how players have been going about stuff with the anthony yeah, davis's yeah. and the james hartens of the world so ownership is fine sit standing pat and and rocking with daryl Morey on this we talked we talked about that earlier on your show you had me up till four five in the morning bro because i was at the i was at the oh, Rutgers yeah. game last night <laughs> i was at the Rutgers game last night checking out uh ron harper jr uh Rutgers prospect they won the game but it was a long it was a long 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 day shit that's why i said again i appreciate y'all pulling up on me but yeah man it's, it's just one of them things where i think like money nine times out of ten the answer to all your problems or the answer to all your questions is money um and you don't like we are men of integrity Ben Simmons probably considers himself a man of integrity. And this is becoming just uh, a story that's off the court. Like him and Deshaun Watson are kind of in the same situation, but one, they ultimately are in the same situation because of the fact that they're not playing. They're being talked about more so about what's going on off the court, off the field, as opposed to what's going on on the court, on the field. So uh, I just wanted to get your perspective on that. A couple more things in the NBA BAMs. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks signed Boogie Cousins. I've been screaming for a minute that size matters. No, no homo. Size matters in in the NBA, 
And when it comes down to playoff basketball, they slow down. So I think Boogie Cousins is a big pickup for them. But they need him to be a big they need to be him to be a big pickup in terms of the player, not just the namesake. Like, yeah, we signed DeMarcus Cousins for him to ride the bench because that's what he did on the Lakers. That's what he did on the Warriors. So at this point, it's like I hate to see him as a ring chaser or as a mercenary, but that's what it's starting to look like. Um, MG, how you feel about the Bucks picking them up? It's twofold. Um, they're they've been struggling with some injuries this year or illnesses because Chris Middleton had got sick for Locked a little bit, band. and then there's been a hangover for right. the Bucks too. Um, the role players, at least, like Giannis has still been Giannis, but everybody else kind of has that championship hangover right now. I mean, Boogie can definitely help them when it comes to toughness and when it comes to offensively um just as versatility i mean defensively is going to be an issue and they have the same issue with bobby portis so it's almost going to make him and bobby portis kind of interchangeable they basically are going to be the providing the same things for the team Word. for the most part so it's not a bad signing i just don't think it moves the needle much but i don't think it hurts them at all i think it's more of an insurance policy the same way that uh, Drummond went up to Philly to kind of spell MB if, in any event that he goes down for COVID or injuries or whatever the case may be. Um, on paper, it's a cool sign. It's a cool pickup. But again, like I said, he got to produce, G. Oh, and I forgot, L. And they've gotten an, ex an extended look at Giannis's brother this year, too. <laughs> and it hasn't been pretty. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they look like, ooh, got to get somebody else in here. Uh, last last name before we get out of this bam. Um one of the big matchups last night was the Warriors and Suns. The Suns ended up eking out the win over the Warriors, who've been hot as fish grease. This is their 17th straight win. Um Devin Booker went down with a sore hamstring, but I wanted to bring him up to both of y'all. With them winning 17 straight, I know all eyes are on Steph Curry right now. I know my money is on him to win the MVP, but why are we not talking about Devin Booker as a as an MVP candidate for this season? I can tell you the number one reason why. What's the number one reason? <laughs> he, he's only been playing well for about two weeks. <laughs> really well, should I say. The rest of the, 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 the beginning of the season, he did not get off to a good start. It right. was up, up and down, up and down. And then I would say about the last yeah, week and a half, two weeks, he's really stepped it up. So I think it would be more of a matter of him just stringing together, taking this two-week stretch that he's had and stringing that you know out further than you know what he has so far but i think that's a big reason plus the way steph has played this year it's hard to you know yeah the Suns have won 17 in a row but when you compare to just the individual performances of the two steph and far superior to him this year yeah definitely. I think and, and book's gotta go from a 22 23 point game score he's gotta raise his he's gotta raise his 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 average up to 27 28 to win right. that MVP. we said that we've been saying that for two three years now and i think last yeah. night was it wasn't great for him going down against the warriors they play him again on friday but these these are the these are the games that's on national tv that you want to show out you, you know what i'm saying yeah, like exactly. that's what's going to switch the narrative that, that's what changes the conversation when you go all right y'all won 17 straight but who's the real reason for it is it deandre Aiden? is it chris paul is it devin booker is it collectively and my thing is last night would have been one of those opportunities that rarely come where you had a chance to kind of show and prove going head going head up with who everybody thinks is gonna win the MVP. And then they won the game, but he didn't have a lot to do with that. He only he finished the game with 10 points before he had to leave, you know? 
Yeah, and I mean, the Suns are definitely avoiding that championship hangover, obviously. And they're benefiting from bringing back so many of the same pieces. So that chemistry is already there. They had a super long playoff run into the finals last year. And everybody is back. You know, obviously you add in a JaVale McGee and a Alfred Payton and a Landry Shamit. But for the most part, that entire core of people who play is the same. So they already got the chemistry going. Word. And so that's definitely, you know, helping them with this early season success. I'm just curious about long run. And this goes for the Warriors too. number one injuries. Right. And then number two, we've seen Chris Paul in the playoffs. Hasn't been pretty, whether he's been hurt or whether he just hasn't delivered on the court. Can't happen again. And then DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> And then DeAndre Ayton has to become more of a force offensively. And he want his money, too. He in the contract yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, yeah, he, he does some good things defensively. Which, by the way, I think he, he's it looks like he's lost some weight this year. He's definitely That's he got, that got more cut up. But, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, he, he he's the key to their entire success. I mean, during the playoffs, I mean, he was giving them 20 and 10 with great defense Word. as a big man. And if he ain't giving them that offensively, I mean, Devin Booker's going to have to be special every night. And he has yet to prove that he can be special every night. Love so. All right, we're going to come back to the NFL in a minute. The re- the biggest reason I brought Terry on the show, I'm a big fan of Terry Rosen Pod already, but I know he got supreme knowledge of boxing, and I wanted to bring him in to go back through um, a couple of these fights that just passed. And MG, I know that, you know what I'm saying, that's that's right up your alley too. So, um, yep. Terry, which one you want to go with first? You want to go with Porter Crawford, or you want to talk about uh, Teofimo? Uh, we can do it on what? We go Porter Crawford first. All right, all right. First of all, this is one of like the most important things too. Where you watch a fight at. The environment is completely different because the way you score a fight when you at a fight party is completely different when you're trying to break it down at the crib solo. So um, where did you catch the fight at and what was your overall thoughts of how it went? Uh, I actually went to my people crib, like fight party. You know Word. what I'm saying? I was at John Griffin crib. Okay. <laughs> um, salute, salute. Uh, crazy John house. Griffin. But uh, yeah, so it was a fight party, and uh, I still scored it the same. Like everybody was uh, scoring. So first of all, I'm big, big Bud Crawford fan. To this day, uh, had him winning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Had him winning by decision, uh, unanimous decision, and uh, I still scored the first four rounds, three one for Porter. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of Bud Crawford fans there, so I just feel like I still scored it uh, based on what I saw. But uh, I think Porter was up at the time that he got stopped, and the stoppage was horrible. And what his father had to say about the stoppage was horrible. It was just bad. Horrible. Why, okay, why you think it was horrible? Um, because Sean Porter deserves to finish the fight, and it's like he has the legacy of he's fought everybody, but he's had he's you know he had three losses. Right. But it's like if he somehow comes back and win that fight, bro, his legacy is cemented, bro. That shit would have been amazing, and you he deserved to have a chance to do that. He yeah, already, his father stole that from him. He had already got knocked down twice. Um, you think it was a you think it was a, a scary stoppage? He didn't want to see his son go out like that. Um, he, I think that health wise, it wasn't to that point yet. Sean Porter's a tough guy. His father said, and I, I watched what his father said, and I, I watched what he said on the on the podcast, and he basically broke it down. Like his father uh, warned him about this situation happening. He wanted Sean Porter to do certain things in practice that Sean uh, refused to do. So 
at the time when that happened, he felt like, oh, because he didn't do these things, I'm going to stop it right now because this could get ugly. But at the end of the day, you, you've you been boxing for 20 years. Um, exactly. You, we know how Transporter get down when he got somebody hurt, but you still deserve to go out on your shield. The throwing in the towel thing, Sean Paul, not even that type of not even that type of fighter. He a dog, he a warrior. His father should have let him be that. Like that, that was whack. MG, you caught the fight? Yes, sir. What did you think, man? So I I thought that his the two knockdowns weren't dangerous enough for his father to stop the fight. I agree with you, Terry, on that regard. He still had yeah. a, a, a few rounds. He still had enough time in that round to at least not necessarily go down 10-8, but he could have made it a 10-9 round at some point. I don't think that he was incapacitated. I think a lot of it was just confidence he got caught when he didn't want to get caught like fuck i seen that shit coming damn i seen that i seen that coming i ain't do nothing about it but um what did you think of how the stoppage i thought the stoppage was weak um i'm with terry like you know porter's never been stopped so it's not it's not like it's, it's somebody who's gotten you know knocked out a couple of fights in a row you know after you get knocked out real bad that first time your chin is weaker for the rest of your career it was it, sean porter's never been that guy he's never been finished so you gotta you gotta believe that he wasn't necessarily in real danger right right that, yeah, and, yeah 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 exactly you know like yeah was he you know was the kind of was the momentum definitely swung in bud's direction at that point and was bud probably gonna finish him off eventually yeah but like like they said man you let him go out on his own sword he's never shown to have a, a weak chin or be somebody who gets knocked out so you got you, you let him finish the fight that's it afterwards he said he was retiring he didn't want to be a gatekeeper he doesn't want to be uh a boost for anybody that's trying to leapfrog and get title fights or um get number one contender opportunity so he says he's gonna chill out i honestly don't believe that that's gonna be the case i think he's gonna fight again i think he's gonna fight again soon um yeah in comparison to the next fight that we're about to get into i love the way they both handled it though they both were professional about it but you could tell you could kind of tell they both had heart the way that the teofimo cambosos fight ended not just like with the the announcement but the post game i was really like thrown off really wasn't fucking with it but um uh, again i want terry i want you to lead off and kind of let me know how you felt about it um i think to kind of threw a bitch fit bro because exactly he, bro one thousand like, percent everybody say he went full adrian broner which he did and just say like he adrian broner shit was worse wow. but <laughs> T.O. T.O. did saying like, oh, I won the fight. That shit was kind of crazy. Then you get booed by your own hometown. I've never seen that one before. And they were screaming Again. his name the whole fight until he started getting Man. on that bullshit at the end. Facts. And on top of that, you know, he reported, they saying that he, uh, that, I can't even say his name, Cambosa. You know what I'm saying? Right? Cambosa. Cambosa's, yeah. Yeah, Cambosis, they saying that Cambosis offered him a rematch, even though it was a no rematch clause. And and Tio didn't offer Lomo a rematch. Tio took yeah, Lomo yeah, back. He took it in red. Gave you. him a rematch. <laughs> ran off. Ah, Tio hey, completely hey, dodged hey, the entire hey. rematch <laughs> offer. <laughs> so so now, you know, people think it, a lot of people was like, hey, if dude don't get, you know, dude was the underdog and won. So of course Tio gonna want the rematch. Word. And people were saying, like, hey, if Cambosis don't get Tio the rematch, oh well, because Tio smoked Loma. But Cambosis offered the rematch and they saying T.O. saying like I don't want the rematch and I'm leaving the division that's a bitch fit bro yeah, what are you yeah, doing yeah, yeah, like yeah. what are you doing bro yeah he's salty he's salty like legacy shatter he's only like what 25 maybe 24 I think he's like he 24? just turned 24 like, come on man that shit was horrible 
I think everybody be too be too concerned with that undefeated shit. They 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 kept too much yeah, about yeah, their yeah. zero and not about the longevity of their career. Some of the some of the all time greats are not undefeated, bro. Yeah, bad month for father son coaching combinations. <laughs> bad month. Straight up, straight up, good point. Cause he didn't man. have a fucking game plan either. That was the other thing. It's, like, it was the same as uh, if you saw Charlo, little Charlo versus Tony Harrison. It was the exact same thing. You came in, you underestimated him. You didn't have a real game plan. You thought you was going to beat up on him. He had great timing. That overhand uh, the, right was a fucking killer, bro. <laughs> overhand right going crazy. It, it, it was just the hand speed and the timing was just, he was just on point. It's like, I don't know if you watched no film on him, but he watched a lot of film on your ass. And he came <laughs> ready, bro. But I think if they did rematch, I think T.O. would stop him, bro. Because he, he yeah. would watch the tape. And I, I don't think physically he could really match up with him. I just think he had, I think T.O., once he got popped, he didn't know and realized dude got good time and good counter punch. And he was like, damn, I don't even know when to let my hands go. But once he did let him go, he knocked him And down. he didn't respect him. And he didn't respect him. You could tell that the first three rounds, he was yeah. coming in with his hands down. Cambosos was on his toes. He was backing him into the corner, hooking him, switching him. And then before you know it, that overhand right just started Thanks. clapping him, clapping him. Bong, 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 bong. Yes. And by that time, you down. And his pops, like you said, to his credit, his pops yeah. was lying to him the whole time. He no was game like, plan. Oh, you won that round, Poppy. You got this one. Like, hell no, you ain't winning that yeah. round. Nigga, you better no get in there and get busy. And, and, and the thing is, T.O. got into a brawl <laughs> with somebody who brawled better than him. If T.O. Yeah, would have fought a, a more strategic fight, he would have won that fight. But he fought like he was brawling. He was leading with his head. He was leaving his punches hanging, leaving he his hands him, down. He cut him very that early, first, too. That very first knockdown he took in the first round, he, le he, 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 he landed the left jab, but he also left the jab hanging out. He also left the hand hanging out there. So the counter the counter right was there for, for Cambosis. And that was a lot of the shots Cambosis right. hit was T.O. either le leading with his head or leaving his punch, you know, leaving his punches hanging. And boom, counter punch all day. Do y'all think his knockdown in the tenth was gonna make a difference? I felt like he he thought his his knockout was gonna his knockdown was. It depends on how you scored push round three there. because I've seen a lot of people had round three for To and I've seen a lot of people had it for Gambos. I mean, you know, for Gambosis. I had. I yeah, had so I, I think because that was really the if you had it for Cambosis, the the knockdown you thought maybe Cambosis in, in round ten he he looked wobbly, so maybe you thought damn Teal's turning this around. But as far as the scorecards, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought I thought I thought Cambosis was fine. Um, it really on the scorecards, I think it just goes back to how you score at round three in terms of if you felt like he was in really real danger of losing. And then he came back and shitted on him around 11. Cambosis went crazy. Yeah. Which was super <laughs> impressive. I'm like, who is this he shut, guy? He shut that like, bullshit down. Like, like fuck. This dude, this dude crazy. <laughs> he shut that shit um, down. Do you think do you think that um the busier you are, the the that's certain judges? Like not necessarily even landing punches, but just the more punches that make contact. You might you might slip them, but do you think that uh that 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 plays a part or makes a difference when you're at a live fight? I used to think uh, that for a long time, but I think that uh, judges now are more sophisticated. They're more educated. They seem more fights to know. Like, all right, I'm not just gonna base my my decision off of who's moving around the most. Um, the I most think punch. that I think the crowd plays a big role in live fights. What they go crazy really? over, you know what I'm saying? Because a guy could be winning around the first minute, thirty seconds, and that last thirty seconds, you know, the other guy get off, land a couple hard shots, the crowd go crazy. He stealed around. It's like, nah, bro, you lost, you know, right. two minutes, 30 seconds around. But um, 
I think I, I'm not mad at activity swaying it, especially if it's activity and and it's aggression. Like if you're walking a guy down and you're more active, I think that you know, if, if, if especially if the guy's allowing you to walk down, he's allowing you to corner him. Um, he's more active. If the other guy's lining more clean shots, it, it's kind of hard to depend on what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? Who up the man? Yeah. We, we got a few more fights coming up. Shakur, I was about to say, it just kind of goes into how you feel when you watch Floyd Mayweather fights. Because Floyd isn't necessarily super active, but he's <laughs> accurate. And so somebody else yeah. might look more active because they're trying to push Floyd and they're throwing way more shots. But Floyd might, and Floyd's shots are pity pats at this point, but they're landing. So it really kind of is like, do you yeah, value the, the ring control yeah, and the yeah. aggressiveness like Terry said, or do you value the effectiveness in terms of, yeah. you know, just being a more accurate striker, you know, more more accurate puncher? So it it's odd. It's, it's one of them you kind of got to watch. I think each fight is an individual yeah. basis in that sense. That's a valid point. I think that Floyd's skill level is so high that no matter how aggressive a guy is, it's going to it's gonna damn it be obvious to the audience that this guy is ineffective. Versus another yeah, boxer sure. might not have that skill level to the point where it might actually look effective. You know what I'm saying? Um, Floyd just an anomaly, sure, man. Yeah. And, and on, on top of that, when somebody does look more active, sometimes a lot of them shots aren't landing. Definitely. <laughs> so, and so that also plays <laughs> That's into what I'm it, saying. too. Like, so, like, um, in the fight I always reference for whatever reason, it's John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson from UFC, the first UFC fight where Jones hit the big flurry at, the, I think it was the end of round two or three, and like none of the shots landed, but it, they gave the round to Jones, and everybody thought Jones mm. was teeing him up. And, <laughs> and only like, like one of them shots landed out of like shit. the 16 strikes he hit, like, let me through. Like, it's, it's one of those. It, what what is the what is what is your eye catching kind of thing? And some people's eyes are gonna catch that stuff lifetime, and some aren't. That's why when I go to fights, I, I go early. I go when they open the gates at four or five o'clock because I like to see the flyweight fights. I like to see the featherweight fights because that should be <laughs> yeah. a car crash. It'd be Man. fun as hell to watch. You Latinos, know, you know the, the later it gets. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. no fear, no fear. <laughs> Two flyweight Mexicans is a bloodbath. <laughs> Ain't no ain't no blocking. <laughs> yeah. Blocking is against the rules. Like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> we trying to kill each other. Um, couple more fights, couple more fight takes that I want to rap with y'all about before we double back to the NFL. Um, so I'm gonna play y'all a clip. This clip is from uh, Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury's father. They're talking. To, he's talking about uh, the ridiculous contract stipulations that Jake Paul had put in place for their upcoming fight. Check this out. Here we go. Like all kinds of, like you got to change your name for a year, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know what? <laughs> what, the loser has to change oh, their name? I change his name to Tommy Fumbles, you know, <laughs> the uh, uh, all rubbish and that. I could go into it more and more, but I don't want to bore people with the politics. You know what I'm saying? Because he is nonce, you know. And like anything else, they wouldn't sign up to the VADA testing either. That bothered me a little bit, because actually I wanted that, the contract. You know, but they wouldn't do that, but I'm not even bothered about that. Because what they're going to do, they're going to do anyway. So, yeah, we just want the fight because we know we can win it. Mm. You know, and if people think that Tommy's getting paid to lose, they're joking. Because mm. a fury would rather be put to death with a bullet between his two eyes and go down that road. It's never happened in 300 years of the fury dynasty. It ain't happening now. This is real. I'm telling you, it's real. Look in that camera. Hey, so look. 
I ain't gonna lie, like I'm bomb squad, but Big John Fury just sold this fucking fight Man. on me. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know yeah. what the fuck Bob Airman and him doing, but he said a Fury ain't lost a fight in 300 yeah. years. You feel what I'm saying? I'm fucking with it. I don't give a damn if it's Jake Paul, Logan Paul, whoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm I like that I like shit. Fury when he not fighting Deontay Wilder. Like I like him a lot. That's that's my boy. You know what I'm saying, what? I, 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 how you feel about this trailer shit though? Like these exhibition fights. Do you think that a lot of people think it's a bastardization of the sport as it is? Can't blame um, anybody but the sports they, themselves. I, I, and I miss, I missed the the. I don't even know if y'all caught it. The Frank Gore and um, Darren Williams fight. The was it last I weekend? Too, but my question is this: What's the difference between this and the Celebrity All Star Game? Yeah. And on top of that, again, it this is like these fights because a big a big reason why this is all happening is Dana White underpaying UFC fighters and then all the politics that go on in the boxing world, right? So yeah. Yeah. if none of that stuff existed, this trailer this trailer stuff isn't even a factor. But when guys get to go over there, make big paydays, they got a ton of eyes on them right now. I'm not a fan of the, of the, of the you know of the Paul brothers, either one of them at all. But business wise, how can you not want that big payday? Yeah. For doing easy work for a couple of rounds, really. And you know, you know, Fury's talking all of this, but Tommy ain't a draw of his own. His brother's a draw. So if you're gonna be fighting for Trilla and you fighting Paul, Paul is the A side of this. And this isn't it, Ain't that crazy to say? Do you hear yourself saying he, as it's, as it's coming yeah, I mean, out? Do you hear the, that shit? He's the Jay A Paul side in the terms of notoriety and the draw, not the skill, but he's, Paul, he's the A side. Paul would be the A side of a Terrence Crawford fight. Yeah. Ain't that crazy to <laughs> no, say though, it's the, bro? It's the celebrity, and I mean, you know, it's our power. We, we right. can, and, and this is the thing: a lot of fighters they try to negotiate based on what their actual skill is and skills aren't draws right. it, it's not the only draw and i mean some of the most skilled fighters of all time don't draw a dollar right yeah. it's how many people can i can you talk and and can you talk into that arena and that's gonna be the a side because they're the ones bringing the people in so you know yeah are the pause within what they're doing ridiculous and it's the trailer thing kind of ridiculous to a degree yeah but if you want that trailer payday you go by there. Hey, you got to cave to their demands because I want a trailer. You know, boxing needs a league, bro. Yes. At the end of the day, boxing needs a league. There needs to be more regulations. People need to have to be forced to fight each other, not being able to just duck and dodge divisions and um decide not to have belts and shit. It's getting weird in the business of boxing. It's fucking, it's fucking everything up. And uh, I, I'm not mad at the trailer shit. I, I don't like pro. <laughs> pro fighters being on undercards of celebrity matches that shit is weird as hell like i will be cool with triller combining with real boxing and jake paul because the, the sport is kind of dying so i feel like jake paul is bringing it some life but it's just like i just make the the pros the main like you know saying a headline fight you know what i'm saying if y'all could fight if y'all could fight any celebrity oh you already know what my answer is so you could get it. So you could. So you could. I know, and I was that. I, so I kind of led you to that. I, I want you to go. I want you to go <laughs> second. Celebrity? I want Terry to go first. If y'all get a Triller fight, if y'all get a Triller bag, and you had to pick any celebrity, that's who would tough, you? bro. I need to say thing like that one. That's tough. Who? Let me. Okay. Let me. Let me add this in. Who do you? Who would you want to fight 
and win against. Say, say, no oh, matter what, you win against. Who would you want to fight? Probably ASAP. He got Rihanna pregnant. I'd probably whoop his ass right now. <laughs> I'd probably whoop ASAP's ass right now. Hey, I've been seeing the Tyrese meme <laughs> where he was crying. That, that's how everybody feel when they found that. Congratulations. Niggas is hurt. Man, hurt. Big hurt. Uh, MG, who would you pick? You, you know, I, I feel got like two I know on my list, and it's hard to choose between the two. And the only thing saving this other one is he's a local, he's a local guy. But it was, it was it's between Chris Webber and KG. And I gotta go with KG. <laughs> Why KG? It's, it's, it's my it's, boy. There, there's not another athlete that I, 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 I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting to get to this point. <laughs> I was waiting to get to this point, but I ain't know I ain't know it was gonna come this fast. I, I was trying to I was trying to wait. I've known you for years, bro. What is the beef? What's the deal? What's I've the just problem? never liked KG like ever, even as a kid. I've ju- I just never could stand him. I need you to explain it. Break it down to me, please. Well, I never could stand him as a kid, and that's just kind of one of them random. You watch somebody play, and you just don't like them. But then, like as I got older, I was Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's my third favorite player of all time behind Mike and AI. So like. Back then, it was the it was the Tim Duncan or KG debate. So I'm team right, I'm okay. team Tim Duncan on that. Always have been. So just over the years, like that's Duncan, my guy. I don't like KG. And then the I, to me, he a fake tough guy. He, he try to fight small European players, and it is it is not tough guy stuff to me. And then obviously the, the, shit, the shit he be saying to people like what he said to Tim Duncan about his mom, even though Tim Duncan's mom was passed away, yeah, or what he said to Charlie Villanueva, and then he trying to make up the excuse like he didn't know Charlie Villanueva had cancer, which it was leukemia. Like, bruh, you don't see this man. This man has no eyebrows. Of course he got something. <laughs> like it just, I just, it's just <laughs> fake tough guy stuff with me with Kevin Garnett. Like I just, that's. That's like top, that's been top of my list for like as long as I can remember. So when Anthony Peeler gave him that that quiz, it's in my all time fave five moments in NBA history. Hey, it's crazy. I, I hated Kobe because I was a T Mac guy, and I liked uh, I was too. You feel me? I hated you Kobe feel me? Until, you I, see until Kobe you scored sixty on that last game. That's the day I started. I'm like, all right, I fuck with this guy. <laughs> MG, you can't see me right now, but I got the I got the T Mac jersey on with the stars from the Bow Wow. Bro, video, the bro. old Orlando yeah. joint, bro. Yeah, that that just that just hit my heart. But I'm saying, I, I wasn't a Kobe fan either because he was getting. Who, I forgot who he got to. Was it uh, Chris, Chris Childs? Uh, what the fuck is yeah. name is? Chris Childs. Talking yeah. about when he gave him the one two John Jones. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? Kobe had to grow on me. Like like over a long yeah. period of time, because back then I was just like, man, this nigga trying to rap. He be AI. Trash. He think he Mike. Oh, and he, <laughs> man, AI. I fuck with yeah, nobody who was rivaling AI. I, I hated Ray Allen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to fuck with nobody who was rivaling AI, man. I feel you, bro. So you said you would pick. Uh, oh, I fight him for KG. free. Can I change mine? I want to. I want to go. I want to go. Stephen yeah, A. Smith. You, home, you do whatever you want. You will fight. Damn, God. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get out on him, man. Wow. Damn, wow. Explain that. You got to um, let me know why. What's the problem? Wow. What's the deal? I just, I just hate his takes on certain shit, and I hate how hard he go, man. Like, um, and I like that Jay Williams called him out with the Aaron Rodgers versus Kyrie Irving shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like he, he just get out yeah. on. He go too far, like. 
when he when he say shit like um like KD Kyrie is betraying you like like bro this actually is man's like you gotta ch- keep it sport like keep it in the realm of like sports kind of like I hated his take on Colin Kaepernick like it just be like I don't, I don't fuck with it. That's funny because that was AI's man. Yeah, and I, I like I like Stephen A. a lot. I didn't stop liking him until the Colin Kaepernick shit. And uh, but yeah, I'd get down on. Him. I still kind of respect <laughs> him to an extent, though. Like I still got some respect for him. I ain't gonna lie, but yeah, I had to get down on him. I had to piece him up. I think for me, uh, it's between Common <laughs> and. I guess he's not a. I guess you can't call him necessarily a celebrity, but like George Bush. That is a wide range from Common to George Bush. What did, what did Common do, bro? He played the same. He played. He played the same person in every movie. Okay, like Denzel Washington, <laughs> like Will Smith. <laughs> Will, Will Smith star. You know, it's, it's, it's whatever movie starring Will Smith as Will Smith with a gun. Like it's the same movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the vibe I get, and I feel like at some point he's gonna be like in one of the Marvel movies playing himself playing comedy. Like, but he cool people, Wait he cool people though, and, and I hate to I hate to like put him out there like that because he's from Chicago too. But I just be like, bro, you just gonna talk slow and be smooth in every fucking movie. You ain't got no type of range, <laughs> nothing like them. Well, yeah, bro, it would, it would be common or George Bush, probably George Bush. Like a young George Bush, though. I I, I want to give him a fair one before I knock his ass. Oh man! See, now that you mention that, though, I I can't I can't. Uh, change too? It's either it's either KG or The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. I can't stand The Rock. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Oh yeah, he trashing yeah. movies too. Yeah. I came front. He was a childhood favorite. That was my boy. I was Stone Cold guy. See, I was Stone Cold all day. That was my dog. And I like both. I just didn't like Triple H. He was the enemy. <laughs> he was the op either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rocking with The Rock or Stone Cold either way. You know, but The Rock was getting you know? old though. And yeah, Versace, he was lit. He was he was the original Migo. Versace shirts every week. He was a player. Sunglasses. I, I I'm, I'm not gonna do it. I ain't I'm mad at that. that. Alright, let's get off into these quick hits. I'm gonna say the NFL all the way for last. We were talking about cash a little while ago, and, uh, and it seemed like the college football coach job situation is where it's at in terms of cash. Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC. You know he got a bag. It's an undisclosed amount right now. Um, Brian Kelly followed suit right after that. He left Notre Dame after 13 years ago to LSU. Um, what's my man in, in uh, Michigan State? What's yeah, Mel Tucker. Is it yeah. Mel Tucker? Mel Tucker, he signed a big bag. 10 years, $95 million. To stay with uh, Michigan State, I think he's the highest-paid black coach in yep. college football nice. history. Um, I don't know their record right now, but he they, they might. Have uh, yeah, they've right lost now. two games, but uh, I don't know if Kenny Walker is gonna win it. It honestly, it should be Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, but he's, he mm-hmm. plays defensive end, and C. Wood is the last defensive player to win the Heisman, so I doubt he win it. <laughs> Y'all just went over, all man. Yeah, they're still trying to push like Bryce Young or uh, what's my man from uh, Purdue, the quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. They got these big bags, man, I for these coaches. Saw, bro. Um, some uh, numbers on the Lincoln Riley thing. It wasn't confirmed. It's like a hundred mil, right? It's a hundred and ten million dollars. Uh, USC bought both of his homes in Norman. 
uh, for $500,000 over the asking price, a $1 million bonus, uh, buying a $6 million home in LA, and un unlimited uh, use of the private jet for his family 24-7. Damn. Yeah. God, he got damn. the John Gruden deal, bro. We sitting in the wrong... We sitting in... Man, <laughs> shit. I guess they just passed the money <laughs> over that shit. Damn, bro. And he's, I think Lincoln Rice is what, 35? Yeah, he's still super like young. He's only at Oklahoma for four years, right? Uh, Four or five. No, he's longer than... Yeah. I think he started there at 30 the or 31. He might be 34. <laughs> the part of the deal that's crazy to me that it took me a while to reread it and understand. They bought both of his houses in Norman, like his houses that he owns. For yeah. five hundred thousand over, so he wouldn't have to spend time price. selling them. You know what I'm saying? But they said he gave they gave him five hundred thousand dollars over the asking price on both homes, so that's a million dollar bonus. Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah, insane, just bro! Like <laughs> just to get about it up. And, and he was in when he was in interviews. They was asking him if he's gonna be the next coach at LSU. He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to LSU. Yeah. But he never said he wasn't leaving. He's just like LSU. What? The but fuck? you can under you can understand why because his. The, the number three quarterback that he had coming in in uh, two years, uh, can't remember his last name, it's Malachi something. He decommitted, he's the number three quarterback. Yeah, he decommitted from he OU too. and then recommitted and committed to USC in like a day, a day later. I got a game show question for y'all with Lincoln Riley later on, but um, just a little bit of his resume. He's 55 and 10 as the OU head coach. Uh, had coached back-to-back -back Heisman winners in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And yep. could have had one with Jalen Hurts after he transferred from um, Alabama, but it didn't work out that way. He was in the college football playoff conversation two, three of the four years that he was there. Um, who do you think had the better situation? I know, obviously, it might be Lincoln Riley, but Brian Kelly left to go to um, LSU, said it is it's a it's an easier road to win a college championship at LSU versus at Notre Dame. I disagree with that, but who do y'all think got the better situation? Oh, and, and you could throw Mel Tucker in there too. Um, uh, well, Brian Kelly was the backup to the backup plan for LSU because remember they wanted Mel Tucker first. Yeah, right, right. And he didn't. They didn't get him, and right. they wanted Lincoln Riley. <laughs> so. They, you know, Brian Kelly was the backup to the backup. I think LSU was just chasing the big name. When you look at the people they were chasing, like they were just chasing the big name. Um, I would put, I, I'd probably put Mel Tucker third on the list just because of who he, where he's coaching and who he has to recruit against. Because I mean, it's Michigan State. I mean, they're, they're second, they're the secondary school in their own state. To Michigan, yes. then you're also recruiting against Penn State, Ohio State, um, Minnesota, who you know has been getting it together a little bit the last couple of years. You see, Purdue's had a, a little bit of success here with the quarterback. Um, Wisconsin, Iowa, like he's he's recruiting against some juggernauts that have been running the Midwest for a long time. Um, for sure, yeah, Includes exactly. Notre in Notre Dame, yep, and that's a nationwide one too. So you go down south with. Brian Kelly and LSU, I mean, they're going to produce defensive players and athletes like, it's, you know, like the back of their hand, honestly. Um, but he still has to coach against Nick Saban. And I don't like Nick Saban at all, but he's a hell of a coach. <laughs> you can't deny that part. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, definitely. 
So Lincoln Riley got a lot of pressure going out there to, to, to Cali to do all of that. Like, even though we talked about how much bread he's getting, how much bonuses, that's a lot of pressure to not deliver. That's why I was asking. Terry, who you think? Definitely Lincoln Riley, bro. And I'm just, I'm kind of just going off the numbers, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, like <laughs> man. It's hard bro. to ignore hey, that you're right. Cali. Like, what? Yeah, like, and, what? and I'll tell you this. He don't have to lead a state to recruit. That is the big difference between being at Oklahoma because Oklahoma itself does not produce a lot of football players. They take they take a lot of players out of other southern states like the Texases and some and some of the places like that. California is its own entire hub on its own. It'd be like it'd be like being a, a basketball coach in in New you know in New York or in Chicago where or L.A. where there's they're just hubs for basketball players. You should be able to get a good pool of talent. And when Lincoln Riley, with how popular he is, especially amongst offensive players, having the budget he's going to have at USC, uh, the support he'll have of everybody, and he doesn't. You say he got unlimited yeah. use of the PJ, unlimited bro? use, 24 And seven. California churns out quarterbacks and skill position players almost as much as anybody. So he won't even really have to leave the state to get top recruits. And USC's a pipeline to the NFL, so getting top-tier assistant coaches won't be difficult either. Did y'all hear about this Dave Chappelle? You talking about the high school? This week? <laughs> or not, what happened? I didn't hear about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Jeezy, tell him so what happened, bro. Was it his high school or was it like his elementary? It was a high school, right? <laughs> it was a fucking... It was a, I think it was an elementary uh, school, bro. Uh, it was, was it elementary school if it was elementary, it makes it even, it makes it even more funny. <laughs> So I hope it was the elementary. So he went back to his old school and he did, I don't know, you can almost call it like a town hall, I guess, where, he, you know, he was on stage and taking questions from the students there. And there was a bunch of students that was challenging him on his special. And his reaction is like the most Dave Chappelle reaction that you would imagine. He's Ryan going back at the kids, kids bro. Ryan is giving them 50000 yeah. bro. He's going back at the kids. I got like, to see this shit. So, um, Dave Chappelle is in his truest of troll forms right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he, like, cool. He's like a Super Saiyan troll. Dude is on another planet, right? <laughs> It was a high school. It was a high school. It was a high school. So, so an excerpt from from the town hall. I mean, uh, one of the kids was saying, "I'm 16. I think you're childish. You handled the situation like a child." Um, Dave Chappelle responded and recalled the next day. He said, "My friend, with all due respect, I don't believe you could make one of the decisions I make in one given day." The student said they was hoping for an apology or some semblance from Dave Chappelle, but he essentially started ridiculing each person that came up to the microphone to try to challenge his authority. <laughs> Shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. He said, he said one of the students came up to him and said, uh, your comedy is killing people. And he said, niggas get killed every day. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> fuck, fuck them Yo, kids as a dog. person, bro. <laughs> basically, basically, the first thing that come up is that Issa mean throwing yeah. the baby in the, uh, in the garbage can. Or the, or, the, or the Lion King one, bro. <laughs> I remember he yeah, got simple over the cliff. Dave Chappelle's a savage. How you gonna go out the kids Man. like that, fam? Kids? Nobody's safe. Oh, dude. Nobody's safe, man. <sighs> Make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how y'all feeling about the NBA season, who y'all think is gonna win this fight. 
uh, coming up. Shakur Stevenson is coming up. Uh, Algeria has a fight. Tank Davis got a fight coming up. Uh, yeah, up against a bomb. I don't even want to get into Tank. I don't want to cry. <laughs> you're, you're 27, bro. You fought nobody. <laughs> like, what the fuck is I going on, I got you my bad, bro. Like, It sounds like he learned it from the best, bro. He sound like he, he learned that tactic from his homie, oh, from his big homie. You know what I'm saying? Stall, stall him out. Man, Floyd out was running through niggas at you know 27, bro. At 27, yeah, but 27 ain't 47. Yeah. It's a whole different Floyd, type of vibe nowadays. He, he only know what he see yeah, right now. Yeah, but you know it's saying? like Floyd did all that, but it's like, bro, you already dominated two divisions. Now you done. Like, people went, oh, he picked and chose, but you was a right, Hall of Famer true. if you would have stopped at 140. You know what I'm saying? True. Tank ain't got that Good resume. Point. Good point. <laughs> nah, hell no, nah, not yet. But he got a fight coming up, like you said, it's against, it's against a tomato can. Um, I'm tired of them holding divisions hostage. I want to see the big yeah. fights. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to see this Spence and Crawford shit happen. We need to see uh it ain't even it ain't even Joshua no more. It's Usyk yeah. with the title. Um Usyk and, and Fury need to figure out the unification shit, or if they're gonna do a rematch with with Joshua, oh, they're doing a rematch, I believe. Fights, man. I need, yeah, I, I think Fury's Devin holding out for the winner. Okay, yeah. I need to see Devin and Tank. Terry? I need Devin, to see Devin and, Tank. and Tank. Yeah, boys, sure. man. Y'all need to stop fucking around, bro. Let's let's talk the NFL. Um, the Bucks stay pat. They forced three turnovers against Indianapolis uh, in the second half, including a pick six. Um, they look like they're going back to the Super Bowl. It's crazy because. Nobody seems like they want to win this shit. Everybody kind of just treading water. People getting injured, COVID, this and that. There's no real clear-cut favorite, but Tampa still been doing their thing week in, week out. Um, obviously, the Bears ain't going nowhere, G. <laughs> outside of, out back to to put Matt Nagy out to pasture, you feel me? But um, who do y'all like on, on both sides of the on both sides of the coin to kind of make it? We, we pretty much... Where where they at? Uh, week twelve. We pretty much done with the season. We got we got six or seven games left. Who do y'all like um, on the way to LA? Um, it's looking like Brady might get another one. I feel like Brady's kind of declining. His play has been declining the last few weeks, even though the team is still doing their thing. But uh, and it, it's it's a, it's a good year for the NFL because I don't think it's clear cut for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the AFC. Yeah. Like. It's not good for me because I've been losing fucking money every week. I'm trying to put money on right. winners, and it ain't happening the way I want it to. You feel me? Uh, you ain't lying. Um, yeah, but I'm with you on the Brady thing. Um, as far as the Bucks being my my title favorites right now, I mean, and I mean they that offense since Antonio Brown has not been there, and then when Gronk was out, it's it's clear that Tom Brady don't really trust Mike Evans and Chris Godwin the way he trusts Gronk and AB. So that offense looks a lot different <laughs> when those two are not there. Yeah, yeah, them is yeah and so um, and then the defense and other injuries and stuff like that have happened. But, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to bet against Tom Brady at this point when he's just giving you every reason to bet in his, you know, bet for him. So it's hard to bet against them. Um, I still like the Cardinals too, though. I mean, Kyler Murray's been out the last couple of weeks, so I mean, I still like the Cardinals as you know the second team. He's hurt. Um, and then I mean, AFC. I mean, like you guys said, who 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 wants to win it? Because literally outside of the Patriots, every team in like that top ten have been up and down the last month or so. 
They're gonna fuck around and let a team like Cincinnati or something Man, like that get in. Look, Eric, it, you, you might mess around. And look, you look at that NFC, the AFC West. Everybody is either six and five or you got everybody six and five except the Chiefs who are seven and four. <laughs> like it's a one game difference in the whole right. division. So it, it it's tough with the AFC, man. It's just so much inconsistency. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna do it for the bands. I don't even want to go into the NFL. Like it's gonna make Move my head hurt. Um, make sure y'all again, y'all rate, review, and subscribe. We everywhere that podcasts live: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that. Hit us up on the YouTube. Get y'all entries in for the PS Five, please, please, please. We got about two weeks left. We got a ton of entries, but um, want to make sure that we get this thing home to to a winner. So. Make sure y'all hit us up on the Instagram at Hitman Podcast. Check out the rules. Make sure y'all go pick up that Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry uh, for the holidays. I had some with some Hiradura tequila the other day, and it's a banger. You feel me? Nice. Um, before we get off into the rundown, I wanted to stop right here and uh, just send condolences to the families of Virgil Abloh and Otis Anderson Jr. Um, obviously, Vir- Virgil's an icon in the streetwear game. Uh, he took over the Louis Vuitton house um, as their executive creative director, president, um, which was unheard of in terms of having an African-American in any of those continents, uh, entities in any of those fashion houses, but from Off-White to Louis Vuitton, um, a big part of the reason the NBA has their partnership with Louis Vuitton now when they bring the trophy out, it's in the Louis Vuitton case. That was an initiative started by Virgil. And then obviously his his fingerprint is on everything. Everybody got Off-White in the NBA, in all of these, in all of these sports and just, in everyday life, if you got a little bit of money, you done seen somebody or know somebody that got some off-whites. So, um, lost him at 41, a Rockford legend, Rockford, Illinois legend, lost him to cancer. Didn't even know he had cancer. That was kind of under the radar. But, um, Terry, I know you're a big Kanye fan. Um, did this affect you uh, pretty heavily over the weekend? Um, it was surprising. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that uh, it, it, it had a big impact on me. Uh, I think the impact it had on me was – to get shit done now because it's just like, you 1, know, like now I'm thinking about leaving my job or whatever. Like, oh, what about a pension? What about this? What about that? It's like, if I was to catch cancer and check out at 40 and I spent the last 10 years doing some shit I really didn't want to do for a pension, I never ended up getting, you know what I'm saying? It's like Virgil chased his dream and he, he, he hit it at the highest level right before, you know, his time came. And that shit is like, that's crazy. Like you can't make that type of stuff up. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I think that it's just an inspiration more. He 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 was his, it was even more inspiring. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think his death just reinforced the inspiration that he had on people already. You know what I'm saying? Word. MG, I I know you uh you pay attention to college sports a little bit more, uh, with Justin kind of leading the way too. Uh, but Otis Anderson Jr., he was essentially like in the Marvin Gaye situation. Yeah. I found out reports were saying that his father, his father ended up shooting him over over something petty, over something stupid. Yeah. Um and Terry and I, we frat we frat brothers, but he was a he was a member of Kappa Alpha Psi as well, um, out of UCF. But crazy to hear stories like yeah. that, bro. Shot his mom too. Yeah. Shot his mom no, too? he was defending his mom. <laughs> oh. yeah. No, uh, yeah. He, he, uh, he was defending his mom from his dad. <laughs> Yeah, it said the dad shot both. The report I saw was that they got into it over a, a dog bite oh. or something. Damn, I did not but know it's, that. It's, it's tragic, man. And and unfortunately, we we hear too many stories from uh the NFL every year. 
about something happening. Um, whether, I mean, regardless of if it was something that happened to a player or something that the player did, just too many stories about this type of stuff popping up from NFL, man, and it's sad. Um, I mean, does this stuff happen in other sports, of course, but you just, you see it so much more with the NFL. And when you're talking about guys like that or a guy like, like Zach Stacy throwing his life is, away in the way he did, you know, um, testosterone levels are a lot higher amongst NFL players. It's Trauma, a, it, testosterone, PTSD. Yeah, it's a meathead sport. It's a car crash. It's mm. it's one of them. It's just, I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, And I mean, you know, they, they technically say when you're around other men more often, it also, that also helps raise testosterone levels. So you're already playing a sport that is violent and then you're around a team of, you know, 70 something, some odd people who are also in that same line of thinking as you. It's just, it's just not a good environment in that sense. But I, it, I, it I just agree. sucks, man. It just sucks to see another, uh, you know, brother get killed like that who, you know, was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, man. Hearts and minds, prayers and thoughts. Um, to those families like it's it's tough especially losing a family member in the holidays it's always the holidays yeah. it's always the holidays when this shit be hitting the hardest you know what i'm saying man oh man so much more to life and it sucks man it's very unfortunate let's try to let's try to lighten this shit a little bit y'all y'all cop anything this week y'all y'all got something for the uh, black friday tv xbox ps5 what y'all pick up i, I man, bought some stocks bro I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah my guy, mastermind. You feel me? Good man. That's what I'm talking about, big dog. Hell man, yeah. It's Hell still yeah. it's still down Hell right now, yeah. so shit, it ain't too late. You know what I'm saying? Good Straight man. Up and down. Nah, I just I've been buying stuff all year, man. I just I took I took it easy, man. I, I, I just bought a down. bunch of ch- I just bought a bunch of games because everything was on sale. Because I just got the PlayStation, so like I got Ghost of Tsushima and Bell Hoop and all that shit for like half off, and then I got a gaming chair. But like that's really it. Because I've been buying stuff all year. I need to stop. <laughs> I feel bad now because shit. I ain't pick up no stocks. I picked up some off of Stock X, though. You feel me? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Let me get this rundown off before I lose my before I lose my cool. Uh, December third, this, this is the December first we're recording this. Um, the big get of the week is the Jordan One Amamanye. Um, it's like a Nigel Sylvester. It's like maroon and white. Uh, they had a couple shock drops over the weekend. December fourth, they got an Adidas uh, 500 Ash Gray, and then on the fourth, December fourth, Paul's birthday is uh, the Yeezy Quantum Amber, the basketball shoe they've been trying to push off for a minute. Um, nothing really, nothing else really comes from now. It's, it's a Yeezy Mafia week for real. It's a bunch of Yeezys that's dropping. They got 350 coming out on the 6th. Um, the next time y'all check back in with us, we'll have an update for y'all. But Damn, Terry just fucked me up with that. I was like, yeah, man, I bought uh-huh. stocks. Fuck that goofy shit. Uh, yeah, bro, I'm like, I ain't never thought about that. <laughs> I ain't never thought to do that on Black Friday. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. We was just talking about the Kanye shit, right? The version on Kanye shit. You know, Kanye got that 10-year deal with Gap. Gap stock mm-hmm. just dropped two to eighteen dollars, bro. So you know Kanye gonna shoot that stock up over hundred over the next ten years. So it's just like really over the next year, Kanye probably when they start dropping products, Kanye gonna shoot that stock up. So what definitely grab that Gap stock for eighteen bucks, man. Grab like 
you know, a couple of them joints. I'm dropping jewels on the show. That's why I had these niggas out here, man. To be my new muscle for the hurricane and typhoon. Right. Let's get off into the game show. So I, I hinted to it a little bit earlier. Um, this should be pretty easy for either one of y'all to get if y'all pay attention to college. Um, so Lincoln Riley coached back-to-back Heisman winners, Baker Mayfield in 2017 and Kyler Murray in 2018. The last time it was done was about 20 years ago. I need y'all, either one of y'all, I'm gonna give y'all both 30 seconds. I need y'all to give me the school, the coach, and the two back-to-back Heisman winners. That's the question. Uh, USC, Pete Carroll, Reggie Bush, Matt Liner. Damn, nigga. You didn't even let the music finish, bro. <laughs> Big bomb. Damn, oh, my bad. <laughs> They've been whooping my ass on the game show. Week in, week out, bro. I need to go back into the lab and figure out some harder shit, man. <laughs> that was my boys. 20 years? I'm old as fuck. They're old as a motherfucker. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, 04 and 05, right? 04 and 05 or was it 03, 04? 04, 05. Shit, I forgot, man. That's crazy. I think it's 04, 05. And he had Carson Palmer. Uh, and he had Ar- Carson Palmer, too, as a Heisman. Yeah, he was going crazy. Yeah. It was rumored that he might have been going back over there as a coach, but shit, that shit got shut down. I think he's going to be done in Seattle. With the UFC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's too old to go back and coach at, at college. Shout out. I'm going to let y'all brothers go first. Terry, you on deck. Uh, who you shouting out this week? Uh, shout out to my boy, um, Reggie with Outliers. Um, he got the, the clothing store out in Lansing. You know what I'm saying? So Google that, Outliers Clothing. Um, shout out to his store out in Lansing. Um, shit, you know, of course, you know, shout out to Roseland Printing, the DTG printing company. Um, any clothing needs, um, hoodies, t-shirts, any graphics you need done, you know, we got it at Roseland Printing. So, you know. MG, who you shouting out, bro? Oh, uh, you know me, man. I'm a homer, bro. I just got to give a shout out to... All my Detroit rappers out there, man. What up, um, dog? You know, from Big Sean to Payroll to PZ and T Grizzly, Sada Baby, all of them, man. Detroit doing big things out here with the with the rap shit. So, gotta show them love. Word. Facts, facts. Shout out to the crib, Iman Shumper, uh, the first NBA star to win Dancing with the Stars. I should have shown my life if I was late with it, but congrats. He's going galactic on the show. Um, a lot of his clips is going viral in terms of his dancing. They did us. They did I Got Five on it. Um, but he ended the finale giving y'all a, a, a real good taste of Chicago. He shot with the bangs, with the 40s, put some footwork in there. I don't know what uh, his partner was on. I don't know what the fuck she thought she was doing with that bob. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it got him to win. So salute to Iman. Um, shout out Killer Cocktails, your co-host Cam Bam Fam on the Terry Rosen podcast, bro. Um, for sure, for sure. She just hit the one-year anniversary of her relaunch for... Um, for killer cocktails she came through for my daughter's birthday party that shit was a fucking hit uh, mm-hmm. i had people reaching out to me this week trying to get her for the holidays trying to get some orders for her if y'all ever been to new york it's kind of like coquito uh but she had some infused uh drinks for us and they was a hit it was a hit record so salute to cam happy anniversary um uh, shout out to paige beckers um she was a freshman sensation at uconn last year right bro mg yeah, Paige Bucket. She already knew. Yeah, she signed an NIA deal with uh, an exclusive with Gatorade. So 
she's going to be in a lot of their spots this year. She's yeah. going to get a Gatorade sponsorship. She's probably going to have to wear some stuff on the court. But Her uh, teammate just signed with a, was the first athlete to sign with a, the Curry brand. Oh, word? Yeah, they got a freshman. Uh, she They got a freshman there. She's one of the only two women invited to Steph's uh, uh, Under Armour camp. And she won the three point shootout and everything, and uh, she got a, a exclusive contract with them. Uh, nah, damn, I wonder. I can't remember what her name was because I saw it in passing. I wonder, but, if yep. she need, I wonder if she need an agent or something. I wonder if NILs get. <laughs> I might have to have that. Oh, yeah, she got the, the curry brand deal. I might have to have that ass on the show. Paige, pull up on the show, man. What up? I need to holler at you about some residuals. You feel me? <laughs> last time i'm gonna say it before we get up out of here make sure y'all rate review and subscribe we everywhere that podcasts live apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify anchor all of that shout out to the usual suspects shout out to terry and mg for pulling up on the show make sure y'all check their shows out the terry rosen podcast is on apple right now it's right in your phone all you gotta do is type in terry rosen and you already situated as far as mg goes him and shoddy they still holding it down on the defining victories podcast only on blitzsportsnetwork.com make sure y'all keep it locked uh, shout out to the black podcast that I subscribe to that I fuck with, the BU podcast. Shout out to Taper Talk. Uh, I said Terry Rosen already. What's the word? Cody Mack, what up? Breach Pacific, what's the deal? Um, shout out to the Goodfellas podcast as well. Uh, make sure y'all get them entries in, man, for this PS5. Like I said, we got about two weeks left. Hit us up at Hit Me and Podcast at Labeled and On uh, to find out the rules and regulations. With that being said, man, I appreciate y'all pulling up. We're going to get up out of here on this. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right. It was a miracle. Can we go now? Can we go now? 58. We gone. Holla.